Songizomabeke on SAFM. Dr. Masuku, thank you so much for time for your time. How are you? Welcome back. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yes, it's been a minute. Thanks for having me back on your show. Thanks for coming back. Let's forget everything we ever said between ourselves in the two interviews we had last year because we were talking about a very different world. Your challenges right now are completely different. You are one of many persons, primarily in the healthcare sector, seized with a pandemic like no other. In fact, Gauteng's infections have increased as dramatically as from 17,000 to 64,000 in a matter of days. How does one begin to plan for this, never mind running on different days, on different plans, because the facts change. Tell us about your story in Gauteng MEC's work. No, I think it's a, it was an expected search, uh, which we, we had planned for. And we did know that when we finish uh, June, uh, the system will start to be feeling the strain and feeling the pressure. And when we start July, we, we might need to require more capacity in terms of beds. Hence, our our plan in motion is to be putting up in hospitals which will cover uh, in that gap. We also have a, a plan that uh, we want to put up permanent uh, structures which will uh, go beyond the pandemic, uh, which we chose uh, four hospitals to put up those uh, in the matter of three months. We are hoping that they will be done by the end of August and they will be pretty much ready for the peak as it comes through in August. So those structures will be using using alternative building technology in Kopanong, putting up 300 beds and 500 beds at Krishani Paraguanas, another 300 at at George Mokari in partnership with the BMW and also putting another 300 in Jubilee Child Hospital. So these are permanent structures that we are going to be using and repurpose post the pandemic uh, for us to be able to create uh, extra capacity in those facilities. So those will take a bit long, but the field hospitals will take a shorter time to put up, which we, we are in process of putting them up now. You know, I'm going to ask this question with reference to China, and, and, and this is not in any way to compare apples with unnecessary oranges, but the reality is we did hear that China, whether true or false, that was the report, and I haven't heard anything that contests it. Well, they were able to build in Wuhan at the time a hospital, fully functional hospital, within two weeks. You are telling us now about the end of August. We are now at the beginning of July about Kapanong, Krishani Paraguanath, George Mukari, as well as Jubilee. Do you want to convince South Africans that this is as quick a turnaround time that the country has, or Gauteng specifically has, and this is what should satisfy us in relation to the critical need that exists now, not necessarily at the end of August? Yeah, remember, there are two types of hospitals that we're talking about. And the one that you are talking about of two weeks uh, that was built in China was mainly a field hospital, you know, which was okay. actually after the pandemic was actually dismantled and, and actually taken away. And these ones that we're talking about of the APT, you know, alternative building technology are the ones that we are going to repurpose after the pandemic and use them for other purposes. But mm-hmm. really, when you look at the Jubilee one, we, we needed to build a trauma center for Jubilee, and those 300 beds that we are going to put up will be in use, and they will be repurposed to 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 actually um, 
uh, cater for that function beyond the pandemic. So those are two types. So we're having the field hospitals, which will be in place, like the one in Nazrek, the thousand beds I have, have been started to be put up. They will be ready by next week, uh, actually Friday. We're putting up a field hospital in Sinabi Stadium in, in Davidson using uh, the materials from the South African National Defense Force, which will also be ready uh, in the next uh, 22 weeks. So these are to- totally different uh, aspects, but they're all working towards when we get to the peak, combining all these resources, we'll, we'll be able uh, actually to treat, manage all the patients who require hospitalization at the time. 0614-104-107, please, ladies and gentlemen, short to the point voice notes to Dr. Bandile Masugu, the MEC here in the province of Gauteng. 18,000 to 64,000 in a matter of days. We're asking, what is this department doing in response to that? Gauteng is now equaling Cape Town and fast becoming the epicenter. Dr. Masugu, mm, let's talk about what we don't know currently as the general public. You said you had anticipated that it would reach the 64,000. What are you also anticipating that right now, as I'm sitting here, I don't know because I'm not in the war room. But of course, if I were to know, I would be in a better position to engage myself and my environment to help plan for myself, which invariably then helps government because I would have taken some precautions which then don't have to become a service I require from the public health care or even the private health care space. What don't we know, but that is critical for South Africans to know? No, I think it's all the things that uh, we've been saying are all common actual knowledge, you know, the issue of avoiding uh, crowded places, uh, wearing a mask in public, uh, and also just generally reducing your your appearance in public life, you know, which is something that uh, people have tend to actually disregard patently uh, since the beginning of level three lockdown, which in a sense contributed uh, by and large to this uh, sharp increase of the numbers uh, as we see them today. So there's nothing really new because all the things that we have been telling you. Uh, being transparent and being open uh, to to the public of of housing, you know, it's 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 what is there. So there's no there's no secret as such. Except that uh, we will continuously being open and transparent so that we all move in tandem, you know, as a province. I'll ask the same question somewhat differently. When you are planning and you are engaging all the persons who sit with you and Premier Makura and even President Ramaphosa, but let's leave it at Gauteng level. When you are told about these things that bring shock to your system, what is the worst case scenario in relation to Gauteng COVID-19 such that you know you are building permanent ABT facilities? Those four, Kapanong, Chris Adipanagwarath, George Mukari, Jubilee, a thousand bed hospital by next week, Friday in Nazrek, as well as in Davidton with the help of the Defense Force. You are clearly planning on something which right now doesn't exist, but certainly will exist. What is that worst case scenario? that right now hasn't happened simply because it hasn't been two weeks when the projection is expected to be a reality? That's my question. Yeah. Okay, the question is, is very fair, uh, but of course also you should be able to take into account that uh, this is work that has already started and this is work that has uh, we have been planning for, so it's no longer an issue of discussing plans. Now we're discussing action 
we're discussing implementation. Hence, I'm confident that the beds, when we run short of beds, we will be able to have field hospitals to be able to cover that gap. And the, the modeling that we did did indicate to us that there will come a point in July where we are going to be requiring almost a thousand beds actually for actually patients. So for me, the worst case thing that I would want, I don't want to see happening, is when we, we would start to have people not having access to beds, having to sleep on the floor, and people to stay a long night on the bench without treatment. And that's what we'd want, we don't want to see. Because we want to make sure that even if you're waiting for a formal bed, you should be having space where you can be able to get treatment in the meantime, which by and large is still oxygen. Sure. Fair point. I can only ask the question. The rest is up to you. South Africans, 0614104107. Short voice notes, please. You are running out of time to get your point across to the MEC here in Gauteng, Dr. Masugum. Plegazi, hotspots in Gauteng, give us an indication, please, so that we know. Gauteng is all, all of it is a hotspot. Remember that the definition that we are given by the, uh, the, the, the National Command Council is that when you've got more than 10 uh, active cases per 100,000, you know, you regard the area as actually a hotspot. And Gauteng currently, as we are talking, there's no area that has got less than uh, 10 active cases. So all of it, you know, Gauteng being a compact province also, we believe that when we move between lockdowns, we all move in tandem, not uh, leaving other uh, parts of the district behind. The quadruple burden of disease that has always been a major challenge for South Africa's healthcare system, public healthcare in particular, remains there. This is outside COVID. How much of ordinarily what is public healthcare concerns in South Africa are now even more compromised because of the attention that has to be paid to COVID, because the resources have to almost follow COVID and no longer deal with otherwise a core competency of your department. Some of the things that we discussed last year, how much have they been seriously compromised to date? A lot when we started off with the lockdowns was compromised, but we have actually recovered in that regard. But what we have seen and which worries us is that the patients that have got, uh, you know, your your non-communicable diseases, your hypertension and, and diabetes, and who are elderly are the ones that are actually having a very severe disease pattern and also are the ones that uh, actually um, um, uh, uh, lose the battle against COVID. So we are worried about that. And hence, even when we call for stricter regulations to be reinstated and the cases to be reinstated, we're still worried that these are some of the aspects that we need to continue to take care of. Final question, and this is something which is very political, but I do want you to engage because it's a reality. People are talking about it. The admission protocol. We know that a, a province like Gauteng, if you like, is an immigrant community of persons, not just South African immigrant, so to speak, but from Mozambique, from Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, and the rest of the continent to find themselves as in Gauteng being ordinarily the first point of contact where economic opportunity exists. Economic migrants is perhaps a better term to use. A lot of those persons, unfortunately, are not documented. How then are the protocols in place for admissions of persons who have symptoms of COVID? How does it work in the public health care space? You would recall that emergency treatment uh, doesn't really require 
uh, some of the you know the papers that you talk about, you know, and everybody has got a right for emergency care. And I think when they come across with all what requires emergency, you know, like a critical care, in that at mm. that time they will be targeted and they will be uh, actually uh, treated and destabilized, and then the, the whole thing will be taken from there because that's emergency treatment, which usually everyone. Mm. It has a right to it. So there shouldn't be a concern for those persons in Gauteng who do not have the right papers, who might find themselves at the mercy of the pandemic, that in the public health care space, as so long as they meet the criteria for emergency health care treatment, they will not be discriminated against, say, somebody like me who is a South African citizen. Yes, that is the constitutional uh, obligation that we have, even in terms of the treaties that we have signed internationally, all all people have got a right to emergency care, irrespective of their status. Fantastic. Let's play one voice note for your response afterwards, please. Um, I think the MEC needs to work together with um, law enforcement, because especially in the township, I was speaking to a friend of mine who lives in Dobsonville, and she was saying that just people don't think that it's coronavirus, and to a point that I think the most of the people who will be going from, from will be at the nursery hospital are going to be from the Soweto, Soweto area because they actually not taking shit. It's not actually just just uh, Soweto, but there are whole townships around the country that are just not actually taking this whole coronavirus seriously. And um, people throwing parties and everything. So law enforcement needs to be in place with, and you, in the health department. So people need to be getting locked up. Recording that, and um, thank you so much, Simpson Dombella from Peter Marisburg. Thanks, Mr. Dombella. As well, I honestly don't trust Gauteng Health Department after that Essidimeni saga. I wish it was possible for people to stay at home. Khatli Sosolo, your response, please, MEC. Finally. Yeah, I think we, 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 our our aim is to make sure that we don't have the, the repeat of uh, the life of Dimeni, and I think that's that's one of the quick reminders that we'll always have that every decision we make and every plan that we make and every action we take, uh, we shouldn't get back to that uh, actual extent. And I think at the moment, I'm quite confident that uh, the department will be able to deal with most of the cases that we have. In working with the enforcement, yes, we are working with law enforcement. The only thing is just to try and make sure that we we put up very strict uh, enforcement regulations that can be upheld by everyone. Let's let you go. You've got a lot of work to do. We appreciate you borrowing us your precious little time, lending us your precious little time. All the best. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll be glad to come back again. Thanks. Excellent. MEC Masuku, Health on Monday, that was, and that equally was the show. 2132, that's the viewpoint. Get into bed, tuck yourselves in. We're going to read you a story. Song as Omapedra together with Lesejo Mangwanyana, Kanyabonani, and Sylvester Gomani say, peace out.